G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Podcast. I'm Lek Dog. I'm joined as always by my best friend in the whole wide world, Patch. How are you? I'm good, Lek Dog. I'm very, very good. Very excited about what this week is bringing for the podcast. How are you, my good friend? Oh, mate, we're getting through. Uh, we will continue to fight and we'll continue to super coach until, um, well, forever, basically. We're stuck forever. But... The exciting thing is we've got the great man. The community will know this man, General Saunas. General joins us today. He's ranked fourth overall at this late stage in the season. General, how are you, you beautiful human being? Well, I'm doing very well, Lick. Absolutely very well. Well, sitting at fourth, I'm doing better than well. Um, yeah, bit stoked, bit surprised, and, um, mate, happy to be here. I never realised you could actually get into single digits in Supercoach. It's really impressive to see that you can. So well done, mate. We are going to ask you many, many questions. But before we do, thank you to Telebeats for the intro music you've just heard, community. And also, a shout-out. We've done a few T-shirts this year through Punt Life. That's puntlife.store. And there's a whole new range. There's a whole new Doc Reynolds range featuring your team's colours. And if your team's not there, shoot us a message and we can add it there. We're interested to see what people are, are keen to jump on patch. There's longies, there's jumpers, there's T-shirts. Jump on puntlife.store slash collection slash Jock Reynolds or go to puntlife.store and you'll see the Jock Reynolds drop-down menu. But patch, they are some beautiful T-shirts sitting they- there. They are indeed. I still haven't taken off my JREL jumper. It's just on all the time. Brilliant quality, nice and warm. I mean, I I know we pushed hard to not have t-shirts at all and make it mandatory to purchase a long sleeve garment, um, but there was a bit of pushback on that. So just if you're going to pick one up, make sure it's long sleeve. Support Cade Simpson, support Corey Enright, support all of your, your favorite heroes that wore long sleeves and just refuse to purchase a short sleeve shirt. Legally, you have to wear a long sleeve. All right. The business is out of the way, Patch. We got a huge week of fantasy football ahead. It's another buy round, so it's best 18. The good news is, which I didn't realize, it's going to help my trade plans. There's three trades to use this week, and the teams missing will be Brisbane and Adelaide. Patch, best 18. We've talked about it before, guns and rookies, but let's, I mean, general. Let's go straight into it. Before we talk about the rookies to buy, the primos to buy, what are your thoughts about this round and what are the the key things you're you're thinking about around your trading? Well, mate, the the thing that I'm looking at is that, you know, obviously best 18 makes life a little bit easier and at this stage most teams, I think, will be only fielding a couple of rooks. Um, so my I'm looking at getting, a, getting rid of those rooks and freeing up some cash looking at taking that cash into round 15 um, and ideally completing a team, um, knowing that round 15 we're missing more than two teams. Yeah, Patch, is is that the focus for everyone this week? It's like, in all likelihood, you got a full team this week, full 18, so gear up for next round? 
yeah, I think if there's any way you can look at gearing up for next round and just making some of those preparations, then it's, it's probably a good idea. But it's also at this time of year, you, you're also sitting there and looking, you know, some people will will just be focusing on leagues. They've got cash leagues to win. They've got important things to do, places to be like grand finals. And they don't they don't care about stuffing up their rank because that's all they want is glory in the office, glory in the schoolyard. Um, and th- I think there's a different tactic for people now focusing on leagues as opposed to people like General who need to make up the 11-point gap between him and First um, and people like me who need to make up the 700-point gap between myself and General. Um, and I, I think that distinction does matter because you, you then change your strategies. You, you'd look to, if you win this week and pump all your points into this week, you skip next week. It's Although leagues do that, skip ne- next week anyway, don't they? I believe so. Yeah. I, I think it's depending on the league, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of look at that and, and make a decision there as to what exactly you're looking to do this week. Um, but yeah, if you can prepare for next week, if you can get in you know, more players, you've got more than 18 next week, you're laughing, really. Look, I, there's quite a few players I, I want to talk about today. There's rookies to look at. There's bargains to look at. There's players we need to bin the biggest topic of discussion, one of the biggest topics of discussion this week has been the, the thought of trading out Lockie Neal, uh, one of the greatest fantasy beasts we've ever seen. He pumped out a paltry 72 on the week and he has a buy this week. General, I'll direct this one at you. You don't have to answer specifically to your team. You're <laughs> off the pointy end. You can keep your secrets to yourself. But generally speaking, Lockie Neal, is this someone you want to trade? Uh, generally not. Um, but I've got to tell you, if I was looking at it from a just a league perspective, as Patch was alluding to earlier, then I'd seriously consider it. But you'd want to make sure that you've got a plan to get him straight back. Um, so any plan to trade him out would be a plan to get him straight back. And I'm not sure that uh, everyone's going to be uh, enamoured with that many trades uh, or that luxury to be able to trade like that. Um, if you do have that luxury, great. But yeah, it wouldn't be someone I'd be looking to trade out. Um, unless, yeah, I had the trades to get him back and a plan to get him back. Yeah, I feel like it almost might be the the week to just sort of stock up and then next week we do the old jump from some of these primos that we're missing next week and you jump from, say, a Todd Goldstein to a Nick Nat if he's not rested or a Mitch Duncan jumping to a Lockie Neal if you don't have him or to someone like a Jared Lyons who I'm looking very closely at who is having an incredible year as well. Um, I, I feel like that might almost be the move. I think people jumping off already might be jumping too early. Yeah, I certainly agree. I'm not jumping off Lockie Neal. Having said that, I've jumped off Max Gorn twice this season. So uh, <laughs> anything's possible, baby. It's 2020. <laughs> Guys, we have quite a few rookies to look at this week, which is I didn't think would be the case. And they might... They might save us throughout these buys, some of these guys. So got Jake Riccardi, debuted for GWS, $117,000 forward line player. He scored 82 on his debut. My question to you fellas, and I'll go to you first, General. Are you confident bringing in someone with this guy's job security? He replaced Finlayson in that lineup. And do you think he can hold his spot throughout the buys? Uh, I'd like to think so, but... No, I have no confidence whatsoever. Um, I reckon I've got more burns than I've got fingers from GWS rookies. That is true. They they just they don't they refuse to give it to us. They just they do. after giving us Horrible. so much service in those first couple of years when every player they had was rookie prize, they just they just don't they don't like us anymore. 
No, definitely don't feel the love on the super coach front. And Patch, I'll direct this one to you. Irving Mosquito, 123.9K forward for Essendon. Debuted last week. He had 77. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's a, he's a small forward, zippy player. He's got Joe Danaher to come back from the team. I don't think that's a means anything, but that's happening. Joe Does Danaher is back. I can't believe we didn't lead that from the top. General is another Bombers man. Good to have the out number finally on this podcast. Um, and oh, how just complete sidetrack because that's what we do here. General Danaher back. Did you ever think you'd see it? No, I didn't think I'd see it. Um, and now that he is back, I'll review the Lockie Neal question again, and we might go from Lockie Neal straight to Danaher. It sounds like a plan. There we go. You heard it. You heard <laughs> it here first. Five hundred grand, and it'd be worth it. All right. <laughs> all he's got to do is pump out a hundred. Actually, he could pump out ten, and he'd still be outscoring Lockie Neal this round. You win either way. <laughs> Absolutely. He's never averaged more than 68 in a season outside of 2017 when he scored average at 86. So, you know, there are going to be people that jump on Joe Danaher at 270 grand this week. It's going to happen. And if he turns up, they're going to feel vindicated. But, geez, it's a dangerous path. Oh, he could turn up this week and then do his groin next week. He wouldn't want to. Anyway, people that people that are bringing him in know something I don't. But your question about Irving Mosquito, my God, he was exciting to watch. He won't score 77 each week, but I feel like he'll get a decent run at it, especially with Fantasia out of the side and you know a few iffy question marks over Essendon's forward line because our forward line is garbage because we've got no attacking structure. Because sorry, just I think Mosquito's a good pick before I start ranting about Essendon. We do have a couple more rookies. I just want to touch on Xavier O'Neill debuted for West Coast, midfielder, 124K. You know, it's hard to know anyone's job security over at West Coast. He scored 59. Look, if you're desperate for a midfielder, maybe he's someone you can consider. If they've had their buy. I don't love it. I don't love him as a selection. Uh, Jordan Butts debuted for Adelaide. They've got a buy, so don't worry about him this week. And some confirmed starters. We already touched on Joe Danaher, but Bailey Williams, guys. Ruck defense, West Coast to debut. Two prong question, probably for you, General. Uh, if you've got Nick, if you're a Nick Nat owner, should you be worried? And is this someone that might save our teams? <laughs> um, I'm not sure he's saving anything. Um, he's probably going to upset a few people's floating donuts. Uh, and but look, we'll we'll make some money. I don't think Nick Nat owners should be too worried. I think he's coming in for an injured Oscar Oscar Allen. Um, you know, as a non-Nick Nat owner, I sort of wish it was the other way around. But uh, you know, that's that's super coach. And Patch, we've also had confirmation today that uh, Thompson Dow, I believe he's Paddy Dow's brother, uh, debuting for Richmond at one hundred and seventeen grand. Don't know anything about it. Don't trust Richmond to play rookies, but. It's a nice thing to have. It is a nice thing to have. And, you know, maybe have a look at him. I wouldn't be bringing him in this week. Um, but, hey, he's he's a player that is playing. Minaro Frederick has played six games and he's finally started making cash. This year's Noah Bolter scored 70 on the weekend and is roaring into form at $142,000. dues. will play, won't score, averaging 33, but he's an option. And your man, Lake Dog, Ben Stratton, 45 on the weekend. Huge news for the Strat Watch. He is, look, he's been up and down this year, but he is up and about at the moment. And, you know, he got up for game 200, and I'm heavily considering as a defensive buying option. Under 200K, that is value. He's outperforming his average by a long way. 
Um, you know, just look has at he just... outscored total points? Has he outscored Isaac Rankin yet? Uh, not, uh, Matt Rowell yet? What did this Matt? Year? Ra- uh, I don't think so. He's on four hundred and forty-two from thirteen games. So a few more games he might catch. A few more. He's, he's, his form's on the way up. It's 30, 39, 45 in his last three. He's so trending up. He's trending up. What can we say? Trade him in. All right. To get some of these guys, though, we've got to trade out someone. And there's a few players who have probably hit their straps. I don't know if that's the right term, but it's the one I'm using. Isaac Rankin owners. He's got a break even of 81. He's hit 315K. Is it time to sell on the ranking? Yes. Thanks. I'll edit out that awkward. I'll yes. Edit out that awkward <laughs> no, you won't. Silence. No, you won't. No, I'll leave it in. Hello, awkward silence. Uh, Hello, listeners. See how the sausage is made. Darcy Cameron sputtered it up on the weekend. Look, if he holds his place, his break even's 102. He's only 286 grand. General, are you keeping someone like a Darcy Cameron for ruck cover or are you just binning him at a break even of 102? Nah, binning. Wouldn't be holding him for ruck cover. I support that. There's a few other guys I think that fall into that boat patch. Jake Arts, break even 66. John Noble, break even 83. People running with Will Dane defense, break even 61. Butterick, break even 56, which is pretty low, but he's a spud in terms of scoring for Supercoach this year. And Tommy Sparrow, injured, break even of 80. All of those players are viable trade options down to, you know, one of the Mosquitoes, Riccardis, O'Neills, one of the guys we previously mentioned. But here's what people come. They come for the juicy goss. They come for the the hot tips, the primos that you should be getting in. People want to upgrade. They don't care about downgrading. So I've listed a few names and you guys can tell me what you think. Look, I'm not breaking any, I'm not doing anything crazy here. Everyone's talking about these players patch, but we may as well address it. Luke McDonald. Oh boy. You love him patch. Oh boy. 553k. Who couldn't 126 love that? over his last six. Who couldn't love that beard, really? Like, that beard is exceptional. Uh, we've all moved on from that weird COVID thing he did to um, to Connor McKenna earlier in the year. He's scoring points. He's the new Jake Lloyd, just seagulling points like chips out the back. And it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, oh, the bubble's about to burst. The bubble's about, oh, hang on. He's scored, he scored 600 points in five weeks and is suddenly 600K. Where did that come from? And I don't know. I don't know where it's come from. I don't know anything about it, but he's at 553K, averaging 133 in his last three, 126 in his last five. I Look, I, I'm not going to be the one to jump on him because my backline is full and hopefully no one else gets injured. But honestly, part of me really wants to jump on him just because it's 2020, baby. If ever there is going to be a year that that Luke McDonald is a viable option. This is the year. He's got 2.2% ownership. What's the worst that could happen? I mean... Well, he's got his buy coming up. And generally, you're a ma- you're a mastermind of trading and planning. And can you afford to bring in a guy who's got a buy coming up, particularly that uh, round 15 buy? Let's, let's talk in terms of rank at the moment, because I think in terms of uh, if you're playing for league, you can bring in pretty much whoever you want. But in terms of rank... Can you afford to bring in someone with the buy? Uh, not if you're a ranked player, absolutely. No, not not with the round 15 buy coming up. You need as many warm bodies on field as you can get. And um, look, obviously, if you if you feel like you're going to have a full to, full side anyway, and he's only going to add to that, by all means. But I think a lot of people will be struggling to 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 hit their 18. So I guess 
that uh, adds to the next two players I was going to bring up, fellas, and that's Travis Boak, very cheap, 513 grand, averaging 109 over his last five, and Tom Stewart, 483 grand in defense, averaging 107 over his last five. These two players, Patch, are we looking at at these guys if they've got the buy, or are we heeding General's advice and steering well and truly clear? I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're going for Anki, you do have to steer clear. And, you know, you could look at these guys potentially after they've had their buy to, to do a sneaky trade in. Boak's an excellent option. Stewart, you know what Stewart's going to do. You know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get a, a 95 and then a buy and then 105 and then a 90 and then 105 and then 110. And he's going to be consistent. That's what he does. Um, yeah, Boak intrigues me, maybe. But, yeah, with, with the buy, it kind of complicates things, as the great man has alluded to. Patch, is there any Essendon, well, Patch and General, you're the Essendon experts. Are there any Essendon or Melbourne players that you're targeting? Obviously, they don't have a buy. There's a few teams that don't have a buy, but I feel like given you're in the space of Essendon, who are you looking at? Danaher! I was going to say, anyone else other than Danaher? Surely Danaher's just straight into everybody's team's 100% ownership coming. If you're not trading Joe Danaher in, you're an idiot. Especially those of you listening here in the top 200, trade him in. Just do it. Um, Zach Merritt Please. intrigues if me. If they're in the top 200, they're not listening to us, Patch. No, <laughs> shut up, shut up, Lake Dog. Let me dream. Zach Merritt um, is in good form. Essendon are doing weird things in terms of football, but his last four games, which is me cherry picking four decent scores, is 119, 137, 97 against Secura, and 143. Um, he's, he's, we know what Zach Merritt does. We know that I love Zach Merritt. He's good at football. He will score you plenty of points. Don't think he'll get rested. Um, got Hawthorne, West Coast, Geelong, Port, and Melbourne to come. He, he and it, yeah, 4573k rather. He's, he's decent. He's good. I like him. Yeah. Look, you guys are the Essendon experts. I'll, I'll, I'll trust your advice. Um, if you had to choose general one upgrade in defense, if you're the average punter, you're not top four, you're someone looking to finish off that defense, maybe on a little bit of a cheaper side, who would you be backing in? Uh, Jordan Ridley or Adam Saad? Oh, look, I'm a big fan of Ridley. Um, he's had a breakout season. Uh, I jumped on him fairly early, which was fortunate. Um Sad, I love love watching him play, um, but from a super coach perspective, yeah, I'd be looking looking to bring in Ridley. Um, the price difference is is worth it. In general, there's one more guy I want to get your thoughts on. Not an Essendon player. He's a Melbourne player. His name's Stephen May. He has been demolishing this season. And, you know, we've talked about him a few times. He's still only 432K. His last nine games, averaging 95 points, he has dropped a 36 in that period of time. Is Stephen May the real deal or am I getting suckered into some value? Um, I won't say you've been getting suckered into some value other than to say that you've been getting suckered into some value. I don't I don't see the love for Steve May. Um, and maybe I don't watch Melbourne enough, um, but I just keep looking at that standard deviation and I keep looking at the, the low versus the ceiling and he can go very, very low. And the ceiling is not that high. Yes, I, 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 
Yeah, I am a, I'm a sucker for value, but you look at the start of the season, he had three scores of 60-something back-to-back. He's dropped a 36 amongst a couple of tons. It's it's a hard one. As someone in my position is probably able to take the risk, but I think if you're in the upper echelon, like you two gentlemen, you're probably not looking at him. Patch, is yeah. he someone that intrigues you? Yeah, I really, I really like him as a league option if you're playing for leagues. You, since round eight, um, he's gone 103, 91, 136, admittedly terrible, and then 115, 110. That's like he's playing well. He's in decent form. He's cheap. So if you've got stuff or money around to actually upgrade any players, 432K is all Stephen May will set you back. I quite rate him as an option. You know, if you're, you're hunting for, for the very top, you know, you wouldn't be in general's shoes and trading him in, but I, I think he's... I think he's a decent pick. All right. I think it's time to give the people what they want, and that's to ask General, how do we be good at Supercoach? What's the secret cheat code to winning and being in the top four? Oh, yeah, Jesus. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had the cheat code. I've been, I've been playing this game for a, for a damn long time, and, um, yeah, it, I keep varying, you know, you make the top of thousand, and then watch it drift out as you change your focus from from rank to league because you see that the rank, the the rank options uh, disappeared. But uh, mate, this year it was the whole focus was um, starting a lot of the guys with high ceilings that we know play twenty two. Um, so sort of locked away Neil Oliver McRae um, from the from the outset. Um, Josh Kelly was my sort of midfield risk. Um, I've always started the two big rucks. I've very rarely deviated from that. Um, I learned quite early on that you, I think my, in my first year, I went a bit speculative on some rucks and uh, it cost me dearly. So ever since then, I always picked the big two. Um, and this year it was Gorn and, Gorn and Grundy and uh, they just did what they do. Did you get many mid-prices in? I know you mentioned you got on Ridley pretty early. Um, were there any other sort of mid-price speculative picks you jumped on to try and make up some of that ground? Like, with a, did you have Brayshaw, for example? I started Brayshaw um, and held him through those first couple of games, and that was really testing. <laughs> um, I started short uh, from from Richmond in defence, and he's been you know rock solid. Um, defender, so there's sort of two of the wins um, on those mid prices. I I used to be a real sucker for lots of mid prices because I thought I could pick every single breakout, and the reality is, is very few of them do. Um, so the only other one I had was was Parish, um, and when I saw him in a role that I didn't really love in the first game of the season, I just him straight away. So making those decisions on role, you don't you don't sit and wait for it. You just like bang nut done i've seen enough get out i'm happy to take the if he if he suddenly turns it around and and only for the role yeah i do only for my speculative picks so so like i i took uh so short parish um th- those guys were were spec- speculative picks um and brayshaw to a certain extent but i was more bullish on brayshaw than i was on parish so these guys were speculative so i thought well if they come out and do something that I don't like or they're in a role that I don't like um, as opposed to just not playing well, um, I'll ditch them straight away. And when I saw that 
Parish wasn't, uh, you know, spending a hundred percent of the time in the midfield. Um, I quickly jumped off him. Yeah. So it, yeah, you're not going to do that with someone like a Jack McRae who's getting playing on the wing because of some injuries in the team, and uh, you know, some people jumped off him and he's come out and averaged about 140 since. So yeah, yeah no, you pick those primos and hold them. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, can you go back in time and tell me that at the start? <laughs> yeah, I was sort of look, looking forward. It's obviously you know pick the two big rucks and, and only go with a few speculative breakouts. Is is there something you'd you'd give people to start looking for for next year? It, was there anything anyone you watched at the back end of twenty nineteen, you know, like a Brasher and thought if they if they get into this role in the preseason or if they move clubs over summer or or anything like that? You did you start your scouting ahead of time last year? Uh a little bit. I, you know, there's guys that come to your attention because you play super coach and they sort of start hitting your radar. Like, you know, we're talking about Stephen May, for instance, you know, he's doing stuff that's we're not used to him doing. Um, and if that continued, you'd be looking at him for next year. Um, unfortunately, with Stephen May, he's probably started his run a bit early and he's going to end up too pricey. Um, so I sort of make a note of those guys. Um, at the end of the year to say, hey, these are the ones that were sort of hitting my radar at the end of the year and I'll put them on a radar for next year. So I end up, you know, just on my notes on my phone, I end up chucking like half a dozen guys in there. Um, and Brayshaw was one of them, Parrish was another. Um, Short wasn't on that list um, because I wasn't sure that he was going to get the, the friendly role. Um and I think who else did I have on that list? Um, I'm trying to remember. Well, while you do remember, I've got some <laughs> late breaking news, everyone. So the teams have dropped for Thursday night footy while we're recording the pod. I'll read them all out. Why not? Minchington, Gunston, Segler in, but out for Hawthorne goes Stratton, which is really disappointing oh, for me. There Patch. We go. That's Burgoyne and Impey. And Essendon, in comes Kale Hooker, Joe Danaher, Andrew Phillips, out, Bell Chambers, Francis, and Draper. So Draper Ooh. owners beware. He has been managed, and Richmond West Coast, Nank and Dow in for Stack and Choll. West Coast, Williams and Hutchings in for Allen and Nelson. Interesting to see if Hutchings will run with everyone. I think he's normally a tagger, isn't he? Yeah. Or am I having a stroke? No, definitely not. No, he's been around with player for a while. All right, so they're the teams for those who are listening to this live, which isn't happening live. <laughs> General, rookies, rookies, cash generation has been difficult this year. Have you been able to pick most of the good rookies and jump on and off at the right times? Have you made any mistakes in that department? I know I've got about 12 rookies who have made one price rise and then never played again, so... How, how do you manage your, your rookie scouting and, and is it luck or skill? Uh, a bit of both, I think, mate. Uh, super coaches, uh, lots of lots of luck and a little bit of skill. Um, yeah, so on that front, I've, I've done reasonably well on some rookies. I've made some good money too off um, some of the, my primo trading. Um, so the rookies, you know, I started with um, Zerk Thatcher, for instance, and I dished him straight away when he wasn't getting the run. Um, George Hardis, I had in my team. Um, I traded him to Rivers. That was not successful. Um, I wish I had have held him. Um, and, yeah, most of, the, most of the other rookies, I've done all right at getting the ones that have played well um, or have stayed around for a while. So I started Brow. 
um, paid for him from the start, um, which I think a lot of people did. That was nothing sort of spectacular, but some were scared off by his price. But if you if you had uh, followed Callum Toomey or any of the um, junior comps, you'll see that he was an absolute jet. Um, and, you know, just the, the, the normal ones that have come through since. So, you know, your arts. My, my lucky one, and this is where we come down to luck, is by pure dumb luck, I could not trade Stasevic the other week. Um, and then he rolls out a 99. Um, yeah. And then he's rolled out a 79 this week, and now he's got a break even of, I think it's about minus 20 or something like that. Um, and I really need to move him on. But, uh, you know, so that was just pure dumb luck that I got a 99 on field for a guy that I was desperately trying to trade. I just had nowhere to go. Yeah, the, it just goes to show the inconsistency of the rookies and they can come into their own later in the season, but often it's too late for us in Supercoach. I know personally I'm going to – a big focus of mine next year will be not uh, – and it'll help if there's not a four-month gap or whatever it is between two rounds, but <laughs> – identifying rookies that aren't just talked about like, oh, they, they could play this year. Like I'm going to get ones that are going to play early um, rather than I had a few players. I was like, oh, I'll sit them on the bench. They're going to play later. I'll save myself a trade. I think you just got to as get the guys at the start of the year that are, are going to be playing. Yeah, you need, you need um, that cash early. You really do. I guess the other the other key, we've talked about trading and well, starting selections. Um is captaincy? It's a it's a big point generator. Have you done anything crazy with your VCCs? Or have you just rolled out with the same the same pair each and every week, General? No, nah, I've mixed it up a bit, mate. Uh, from time to time, most recently it's been a lot of um, McRae and Neil swapping the captaincy vice captaincy hat. Uh, but I have I have gone a few sort of left of center ones. I was lucky enough to put it on uh, Kelly when he went big. Um, so I had the VC on him then. Um, I think from memory that was against the Bombers, uh, which but people seem... Less, so it hurt. The less it was good. It was good, but... I And it's been funny. There's been a few... Because I watch the Bombers so often, I know that pretty much every single midfielder goes bananas against us. Um, so they're a good team to put the VC on if you're coming up. So, like, you know... Obviously, Mitchell's got them this week. Um, I'm sure Mitchell's running at a fairly good average over the last five rounds. There might be a few people who will have a bit of a speculative on on Mitchell going pretty well against Essendon. Um, but, yeah, so I've had a few like that, but most of the time, Lockie Neal's had the VC or the C. Um, I've got a bit of a man crush on Neal, so you've got, to, uh, you've got to go with that more regularly. Yeah, and it gives you like a cold solace as well as you watch your team crumble before your eyes and you're just like, yes, McRae is doing it. He's scoring points against me. Keep scoring points. I've got the C on him. <laughs> it gives you something to to at least not want to just throw the remote at the TV because you want to see, you know, like if anyone's going to destroy me, at least give me something back for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, numbs the, it, it dulls the pain just ever so slightly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so luck has gone your way so far, General, and we, we hope it continues. We hope your your planning keeps you alive. We've certainly, I'm pretty sure the entire community is behind you. There's thousands of people sitting here com- absolutely in your corner. So we're um, we're completely in support of you. Have you got any last bit, tidbits of, of advice or, uh, or a message to send out to the community that's at home listening, thinking about you and 
um, hopefully tanking their teams if they're in the upper echelon so that you, you give you an extra bit of a chance. Well, exactly right. I hope everyone's traded in Danaher immediately, um, especially you know those that are above me, especially Isaac, who promised me second, but today has also promised it to Michael Hussey, um, I saw the that. Australian That's... cricketer who's also in the top 10 apparently. Yeah, that's double standards, first of all. Um, you, you can't be doing that. You can't be promising second to two people. But, yeah, the Haas, he's represented Australia, been a hero to many, and now he's a hero to the super coach community. It's good I to know. see if it's really him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so you know, it would be, nice be nice to finish above him. But, yeah, mate, look, in terms of, um, you know, any other bits of advice, the main thing I've tried to do throughout the season is uh, – by the fallen primos, even if it mean going, even if it meant going early um, on a rookie or going early on a on another primo that you know might might have needed to be traded out. So you know, and across that, I've managed to pick up Petrarca at under four seventy, Ridley at four ten, you know, Whitfield at four forty. So those sort of things have really helped. Yeah, so you know, you don't feel the need to squeeze every single little dollar out of a out of a rookie if it means you're you're upgrading that scoring output. I think that's a good piece of advice. Patch, you got anything else, brother? Uh, not necessarily. I feel like any of the speculative picks this week. I yeah, I feel like today, this week kind of a you consolidate and then we attack it next week. There are people that are. You know, looking at David Mundy at 475k, who's averaging you know 120 in his last three, probably a trap. Will probably get managed. You know, there there are some players out there that you know. I think this is the week to hold the fort, and then next week we spring into action. We we do a few downgrades here and there, um, but yeah. Otherwise, uh, just look after yourselves, community. I agree, and thank you, thank you, General, once again for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, community. Uh, the community members who have been around for years will, will know you, General. You've been around for for many years and taking part in the website, the comments, and on Twitter. People can find you. What, what's your Twitter handle if people want to find you, General? Uh, Jen Soreness SC. We'll chuck that in the show notes. Uh, yeah, fantastic to have you on, mate. We, we really appreciate it. Mate, thanks for having me. It's always uh, always good to catch up with you guys. Um, yeah, obviously we speak a fair bit in Twitter, but uh, it's good to be able to talk to you. No, it's good. We should definitely do this more often. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and of course, best of luck for taking home that 50K as well. Um, we, as, as Lex said, we are literally all behind you. Which, yeah, take, take it home for us to show that it can be done and it's not just, it's not just all, all luck. There are good people out there that win it. Do it for us, General. Uh, thanks, guys. No, it's great to hear that, uh, yeah, behind me and hopefully I can bring it back home but uh, I just need a little bit more dumb luck like you know holding on to Stasevich to go my way and we'll see how we go well community that'll do us for today thank you for joining us Patch thank you for joining me you beautiful human oh, like dog any time I get to hang out with you is time well spent just wanted to shout out one more time if you're interested in a Jock Reynolds t-shirt in your team's colours head to puntlife.store slash collections slash jock bash Reynolds or look for the Jock Reynolds drop down menu. And yeah, shout out to community. There's heaps of people doing awesome work. Derek in the comments is hosting tournaments, guys like Top Hawk, just a lot of community members who are, who are putting in the hard yards and, and 
making the website a great place to be. So thank you to that, for that, and thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you. Go Blues. Go Bombers. Go General. <laughs> Thanks, guys.